I'm going to turn things back over to the garden guru himself, Mr. Mark Weber, as he takes us into hour two of this morning's show. Good morning. More snow has melted away. I know. Good thing, too. <laughs> well, the next hour of Garden Talk, we're going to open up the phone lines at 457-1290. We'd love to talk to you about your yard gardening and landscaping challenges, wide open phone lines, and so much more on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. The views and opinions expressed during this program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cox Media Group, Ohio. This is WHIO's consumer warrior, Clark Howard. Beware scam artists in Dayton. I'll find you out. This is WHIO meteorologist, Kirsty Zantini. If weather breaks this hour, we will break it. And you're listening to an Ask the Expert weekend on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. And a good Saturday morning to each and every one of you, and welcome back to the second hour of Garden Talk right here on News News 95.7 WHIO and WHIO Radio. We'd love to talk to you today as we begin this morning's broadcast. Give us a call, 457-1290, and uh, um, we'd love to talk to each and every one of you um, for being part of this morning's broadcast. Without further ado, up on the Horticultural Hotline, Let's talk to the one and only Mr. Rich Pearson. Mr. Rich, how are you? Good, Mark. How are you? I'm doing all right. I'm a little discouraged with all the snow every morning I come into the radio stage. <laughs> well, I've been, yeah, it's, it's got light outside. I'm marveling at the amount of snow we got overnight. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and and I love I love your blog post this week, the time to prune, but when and what? Exactly. And those are questions I've been getting a lot lately. Mm-hmm. Um, it's odd because they it, it's not an easy question. People think I'm going to tell them, well, I'll do it today, and that's all they need. But that's just not true. And there are, of course, more questions to determine what the right answer is. Right. And it's uh, one of the things that... Um, I find strange with a lot of, well, with new gardeners, is the lack of um, what I call uh, plant physiology 101. <laughs> right. And, and knowing what, that there are different kinds of buds on a plant, particularly something that we're growing as a flowering plant. And once we understand that, we need to develop the understanding of when the plant blooms, and on what age of wood does the plant bloom. And that gets to be a little complicated for some folks. But basically, if you see little, teeny, tiny buds that look different than leaf buds and look like, depending on on the plant, say a viburnum, they'll look like little, tiny cauliflowers almost. Those are flower buds. Right. And so... I get a lot of questions of, well, I, I planted this viburnum, I planted this lilac three or four years ago, and it hasn't bloomed. What's wrong with it? Mm. Well, there's nothing wrong with the plant. There's something wrong with the gardener. Um, because I start to ask when they're pruning, and they tend to do their pruning this time of year just to do the cleanup because, you know, nothing else is going on in the garden. And then very often they're also shearing. And, oh, my God. I, I just, I, I, head shears are the most devastating thing, tool that people can use in their garden. Well, you know, Rich, I, I, I go back to something that, that I, I've often said to people over the, over the years, that pruning, pruning is all about making decisions about where to prune what part of the plant to remove part of the plant for the benefit of the improvement of the plant. And a lot, in a lot of cases, when we're pruning plants that don't have that, uh, intended purpose, we end up with a plant that's not um, um, acceptable. And with that being said, um, I've got to put you on hold real quick because I got McCall in the studio. We're going to talk about when all this <laughs> snow is going to go away. And uh, so this I'll, is all her fault. It's all. It's no. I'm not going to say it's McCall's fault. It really isn't McCall's fault. But that's really. She just calls it. And we have to live with it. But I'm going to put you on hold. Be right back. Okay. 
No, it's not your fault. No. Come on now. <laughs> Don't get mad at the messenger. No, 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 no. You just call what you see. <laughs> exactly. Um, I to. Yesterday started out to be a really nice day. Mm-hmm. And then around 2 o'clock or 3 o'clock, clouds started to move in and the wind started to pick up a little bit. And then I looked at the radar and it was like this band of this disturbance coming off of Lake Michigan. It was like yep. coming Touching south. Yes, yes. Yeah, we had rain that moved in and then quickly changed to snow. I think it took like about an hour. It was really right around that sunset time frame that things just switched over and then we were tracking snowfall. Um, as expected, areas that were south of 70 were the spots that saw most of the snow last night. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, you know, we're not done with the snow yet either. We've got a chance for more snow Sunday night into Monday. We had a tornado this week. Yeah. Yeah, a couple of them, too, actually. And what was the top wind speed on them? Uh, the one that uh, began in Greene County uh, had winds maxing out at 95 miles an hour, and then the one that was in Clark County had 90-mile-an-hour winds. Wow. So. And, uh, and um, from, a, from a meteorological standpoint, how long did those last? How many? How many? Do they know about how many? So the first one was on the ground for almost nine miles. Okay. It touched down at around four forty-five. Probably was on the ground for around ten minutes. Because mm-hmm. uh, as it lifted, then wasn't too long after that. If you look at the path, um, the next one came down, and that touched down at four fifty-nine. So, you know, the one lasted probably about 10 minutes and then the second one touched down uh, right after that. And that one was on the ground for about four and a half miles. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. It was kind of funny because a, a week ago we were talking about wind speeds yeah. that break trees and 94 <laughs> miles an yep. hour came up and I saw two at 95 and go, okay. Yeah. Um, so um, what was interesting on that, what day was it? Was that Tuesday? Tuesday. Or, Tuesday yeah. yeah. What was interesting was um, out at my place when I was leaving, all of a sudden the tornado siren started to go off. And I go, oh, that's not good. Yeah. <laughs> and I started to hear all this chatter about Farmersville, yeah. issues at Farmersville. And um, the sky was really ominous that day. It had these really weird low clouds. clouds. Yeah. yeah. And I noticed that the winds were almost... Um, almost in a circular pattern when they were blowing, meaning they were like hooking would be yeah. the word that I could just, I'm not a yeah. meteorologist. I'm trying to explain what I was seeing in the <laughs> vegetation was it was like, it was a hooking mm-hmm. motion that the winds weren't like straight. They were like hooking. In yeah. The, it, yeah. It, uh, the winds were veering or shearing as yeah, well. So yeah. that means basically as you're traveling up in the atmosphere, they are changing with height that's what you need to get um, a rotating storm is the winds turning with height. Um, when we talk about straight line wind events, you'll have winds increasing with height, but they're generally all moving in the same direction. What was interesting about it is that um, initially we had um, the rotating setup, and that's what we were concerned about. This was all coming out ahead of a cold front. Then we saw a line pretty much developing. At one point, when you saw the tornado warning, it was actually embedded within a line of storms. Gotcha. And that is um, something that we see a lot in the Miami Valley. And then what can happen is you get what's called line echo wave patterns. And basically, you'll see a line, but then it looks as though there's just individual segments that are bowing. Mm -hmm. And when they come together, there is a, a point where it can start to rotate. And then we get these quick little tornadoes. They're not supercells like you see out in, you know, uh, Oklahoma and Kansas. Right. Where they're just these individual storms. We get these little spin-ups along a line of storms. And um, and that can sometimes create these EF0, EF1, possibly even EF2 tornadoes. Interesting enough. McCall, thank you. You're welcome. I love talking <laughs> weather and wind with you. Um, I hope you have a good rest of your day and yeah. uh, keep up the excellent work. You, you did a great job on Tuesday. Thank I, you. I thank you, you were you, so you were amazing to listen to. I'm glad we could be there. Thank you very much. You have a good day. You too. Back to Mr. Rich. Rich, good morning. We're back with you about the proper yeah. pruning of plant material. Yes, we are. So yeah, it's. Um, it's very important to recognize what the difference between a leaf bud and a flower bud and then to understand 
if those are going to bloom on last year's wood or if they're going to bloom on this year's wood. And some examples of things that bloom on, on current growth would be uh, butterfly bush. You can pretty well just obliterate those, and they will grow buds and they will bloom in the same season. Uh, but things like lilacs, not only do they lay their buds down quite early the year before, but the, uh, they usually bloom on like three or maybe even four-year-old stems. So it's, it's important in how you manage the plant. Um, and with lilacs, I, I, I spent a lot of time, I think I had two or three customers in one day that were asking about pruning lilacs, and some of them had very old lilacs. And their habit had been to go in and clean out all of those suckers that are coming up underneath. And, I said, and we had a discussion about that, and my suggestion was, well, if you want to keep the plant healthy and renewed, maybe you ought to switch your practice, and every every year or so, take out mm, maybe a 25% of the very largest canes and set them all the way to the ground so that those suckers will come up, and it'll help keep the plant at a reasonable height, but it'll also give you good, strong growth with uh, usually larger blooms uh, when you keep the, the older wood out. And also the benefit to that is taking those older canes out vastly reduces the chance of lilac borers moving in. And, you know, There's Rich, I, I, and I'm going to go back to something that uh, I'm, I'm, I, mean, I have a really hard time sometimes w- with getting this across to our listeners. But, ladies and gentlemen, in all due respect, um, there is a method and means to properly care for plants, okay? <laughs> There's a method and means to properly fertilize a plant. There is a method and means, and, and, and there's, this is all based on science and best, and best practices on how to manage. And frankly, ladies and gentlemen, pruning is one of, I have many pet peeves, but pruning of which is one of my biggest pet peeves from the standpoint is, is if you're not going to do it right, ladies and gentlemen, don't do it at all. I'm sorry, (laughs) but, you know, pruning, ladies and gentlemen, isn't something that you're going to learn out of a book. It's something that you're going to learn through training, education, and certification. Sorry, but you can't be pruning trees without education and certification. And And actually doing it and paying attention to the results. Right. So at the end of the day, that's just what I think. So, Mr. Rich, as always, thank you so much, and thank you for being part of this morning's broadcast. I will call you um, um, today on the way home. i got to talk to you about something. So, Okay. All right. You have a good rest of your day, and uh, thank you very much for being here as always, sir. What else could I possibly do at this time <laughs> on a Saturday morning? <laughs> <laughs> Sawing logs in your bed, but it's okay. It's okay. You're a de- you're a devoted soul. Take care. Okay. You too. All right. Bye bye. More garden talk after this on AM twelve ninety and News ninety five seven W H I O. Dayton and Springfield Station for twenty four hour news, weather, and traffic, and our Ask the Expert weekends. AM twelve ninety and News ninety five seven W H I O. If you really want fresh, then grow it yourself. Hello, this is John from Nolwood Garden Center and Landscaping in Beaver Creek. Fresh broccoli, home dug potatoes, green onions dipped in ranch, and the best spinach to be tossed in your bowl. Cool weather crops like these are the key to jump-starting your harvest, and Nolwitz Garden Seed and Plant Selections will have you planning your next meal before it's even in the ground. We all take pride putting food on the table, even more so when it comes from our own garden. Need planting tips? Stop in. We love to share. Nolwitz Garden Center in Beaver Creek, we're gardeners just like you. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO is part of the iHeartRadio network. You can hear AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO anywhere, anyplace, anytime on your smartphone or any other device. It's easy and it's free. Just download the iHeartRadio app and look for WHIO in Dayton. Then you'll be able to hear us around the world. The station that the Miami Valley relies on for news, weather, and traffic. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. 
what's happening here? Ma'am, over here. So how did you do it? Yeah, how did you pull it off? How did I pull what off? The incredible deal. What? The chicken, ma'am. The chicken. Oh, that. I just went to Lee's. When you bring home Lee's famous recipe chicken, it'll make you feel famous, especially now with our Surf and Chirp lunch combo. Four shrimp, one breast strip, side biscuit and drink for only $6.49. Good at any one of our Dayton and Springfield locations. Lee's, famous for chicken. The Scott family has been growing plants since 1926. Four generations later, we're still at it. But it's not only plants filling our greenhouses now. There's gazing globes and solar lights, the gentle sound of wind chimes, kids and parents in the Fairy Garden Department. Grandfather John M. Scott said we're in the making people happy business. Come see what's new for your garden at NOAA Garden Center in Beaver Creek, and I think you'll agree. Remember, we're gardeners just like you. I'm working forward to colleagues I call friends. At Synchrony Financial, every employee has a unique ambition. Not just something we look forward to, but something we work forward to. We're hiring call center representatives in Dayton. We'll help you fulfill your ambitions through generous benefits, competitive wages, and work that doesn't feel like it. Apply at SYFcareers.com or text SYF21 to 90206. Synchrony Financial is more than a workplace. We're a working forward place. When the Miami Valley needed us most, WHIO Radio's in Storm Center. We were there. Let's go over to radar if we can. With live wall-to-wall coverage powered by Storm Center 7. This storm is continuing to move off to the uh, east-northeast. Depend on the Miami Valley's severe weather station. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Good morning, everyone. It's 723, 23 minutes after 7 o'clock. Let's check out the updated weather forecast from News Center 7. Lots of clouds this morning and chilly temperatures climbing out of the 20s, eventually only reaching a high near 40 degrees later today. We'll have gradually decreasing clouds, keeping it a bit breezy, so wind chills for the afternoon sitting in the 30s. Tonight, mainly clear skies, another cold overnight as temperatures drop back down close to 20 degrees. Into your Sunday, plenty of sunshine to start another cool afternoon in the low 40s. Clouds return with a chance for rain to snow showers Sunday night. I'm meteorologist McCall Vrydags in the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. A current scan of the new live Doppler HG7 radar shows uh, we got an overcast skies, 28 degrees in Xenia, uh, 23 in Troy, 29 in Springboro. On the station that you depend on for weather, traffic, and news, News 95.7 and WHIO. It's our Ask the Experts weekend on the Miami Valley Radio Station with breaking news, weather and traffic, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. 457-1290 is the number of the dial if you would like to be part of this morning's broadcast. And uh, we'd love to talk to you today. Let's head back to the telephone lines. And um, Melissa's got a real... Bugs Bunny problem. Melissa, what's going on with your... uh... Good morning. I have had several of my two-year-old transplanted trees that I got from the Soil and Water District. Mm -hmm. Here in Dark County, they have a program. And the rabbits ate it down, 20 of them, probably down to the ground level. Mm. Is there any point in trying to save them, or should I just say a well. Well, I'm just going to say to you, what species of plants are they? They were uh, sugar maple, tulip, and uh, red maple. Okay. All I'm going to say is, I would first of all say that there is a chance that some of these may re-sprout from the roots up, which would give you the opportunity to retrain them into new trees. Right. That is a very good likely possibility. So let's just okay. let's be clear on that front. So let's not throw the baby out with the bathwater. But okay. but let's also keep in mind that those plants will need some added protections. Right. And they make what they call tree shelters, which are these round tubes that you can put around it to protect it from varmints like that. You put a little stake in the ground and wrap this little um, tube around it. Right. That's what I would do. And we, see if they, uh, we've never had trouble with with rabbits around the property. We've always had barn cats that took care of them. Oh, disorder. Anytime, and, anytime you plant something with a small stem, you run the risk. Um, 
of losing a plant, right. okay? It's the first first year I've tried it, so yeah. yeah. It's a learning experience. All right. Well, ma'am, I wish you the only the best. I hope you control Bugs Bunny and company, and I hope you have a great and glorious day, okay? All right. Thank you. Thank you, ma'am. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Four five seven twelve ninety and Todd from Springfield. Good morning. Good morning. How can I help you, Mark? I've got a friend who has a mobile power washer, and he has taken to power washing trees. Now, I guess he started with his own and liked the results so much that he got on Facebook and has been trying to get other people to allow him to come wash their trees as well. His his point is that he believes he is. Uh, cleansing away airborne pollutants, thereby allowing the tree to uh, take in carbon dioxide and produce oxygen more efficiently, and also letting the tree <laughs> you're, 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 you're making this you got you you got to be making this up, right? My argument. No, 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 no. You got argue. you got to be telling me you 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 made this up, right? He, he, he actually thinks this, right? He, yes, he believes it whole. Heartedly. Well, he's wholeheartedly wrong. <laughs> okay, um, I've heard about this guy. Um, oh, you have? Yeah, he's been uh, a, 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 a periodic discussion among qualified professionals. Okay, well, he has. Well, well let's talked. let's back up for a minute. Okay, sure. let's talk about what the bark of a tree really does. Yeah, the bark of a tree is the sum result of the production of um, cambium and phloem. The phloem crushes is crushed every spring as the cambium expands, and then there is something called uh, um, um, bark cambium that produces uh, these platelets of tissue. And, and the bark of a tree is designed for multiple reasons, but one of which is protection of the vital meristematic tissue, which is the the, the cambium. Okay, yep. and every and and on top of that. The bark of a tree, um, when wounded, allows the entry of bacteria and fungi that will attack and uh, hurt the tree's load-bearing sapwood, meaning the outer third of a tree is where the tree gains all of its structural integrity and strength from. Make sense? Yep. So think of it this way. You've got a house with uh, wood trim. What happens if that wood trim becomes bare? and doesn't get painted or stained. What happens to that wood trim? It decays. It decays. I'm going to put you on hold for just a moment, okay? Because sure. I want to continue this conversation. In fact, I'm going to put Randy Tisher on hold as well. We'll do you and then Randy Tisher in the next half hour of Garden Talk, okay? okay. All right. Stay. Please stay tuned because this is a very important topic, okay? Sure. Thank you. More Garden Talk after this, plus learn why you should never, ever, ever... Power wash your trees on Garden Talk on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. It's an Ask the Experts weekend on Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news weather and traffic station. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. This is the station Dayton turns to first for live team coverage of breaking news. WHIO Dayton Springfield. Your news starts now. Depend on it. It's 730. I'm Jonah Adi with a WHIO News update. Our top story, we're working to learn more in the case of a woman who was shot to death by her boyfriend. Looking ahead to a mainly dry but chilly weekend. I'm meteorologist McCall Vrydags. Your exclusive WHIO forecast is coming up. And it is our top story. We are following a case in Springfield where a man allegedly shot his girlfriend in the head after an argument was physical. Lindsay Marsh was pregnant and reportedly about 30 weeks along. Marsh was taken to Miami Valley Hospital where doctors safely delivered her baby by a C-section. Right now, Hypes has been charged with felonious assault. I asked police whether he could end up facing any more charges. That would be dependent on how the investigation unfolds. WHIO's John Bedell says the latest report shows a spokesperson in Springfield says Marsh was pronounced dead at the hospital. We're working to get more word from the coroner's office in this case. In Dayton, a man is found guilty of murder in connection to the death of a two-year-old, 23-year-old. Ryan St. John will be sentenced on May 1st. The coroner's office says two-year-old Braden Ferguson, the son of St. John's girlfriend, died of a blunt force skull fracture. a jury ruled St. John's guilty on counts including involuntary manslaughter, endangering children, 
felonious assault as well. Well, continuing coverage now of Dayton man accused of raping a teenager. Detectives accused 19-year-old Zarin Weisenborn of sexually assaulting a victim as a form of punishment. The victim told investigators he assaulted her at least five times over the last few years. According to court documents, Weisenborn is in jail on $200,000 bond. WHIO's Ron Otto says Weisenborn's next court appearance is set for the 10th of April. Now the exclusive 24-hour weather forecast. Here's meteorologist McCall Vrydags. May see a few early flurries and plenty of cloud cover. Temperatures on the chillier side this morning. We get out of the 20s only to climb to a high around the low 40s this afternoon. But we will see more sunshine. I'm meteorologist McCall Vrydags on the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Well, the latest scan of the live Doppler 7 radar shows that there is still some flurry activity, or at least the potential for some in the southern most part of the Miami Valley. Right now we're seeing that mostly in Warren and in Clinton counties. M- most of the counties north of that and north of I-70 are clear. 23-year-old, uh, 23 degrees that is, in Troy. 26 in Springfield. 26 in Dayton at 733. I'm Jonah Adi on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Depend on it. Hi, this is Larry Hanskin. As you may well know by now, I threw out all my brushes and rollers years ago. I will never lift a paintbrush again because of university painters. At one point in time, I actually thought I could paint. No way, though. Not ever again. A professional paint job really makes a difference. And I can see the results every day throughout my home, living room, family room, even my man cave basement. So when I needed the exterior of my home painted this year, do you think I went shopping for ladders? No, I did what you should do. I called Chris at University Painters, 630-3800. Chris came out, gave me a complete estimate, and got me on the schedule. Now, speaking of which, the schedule's filling up, so you need to call Chris yourself at 630-3800 and get your free estimate and take advantage of the spring special of 50% off all paint and materials. Have your home really pop after the toll weather's taken on it and leave the scraping, the patching, the caulking, and, of course, the painting to the pros. My friends at University Painters, call today, 630-3800, or go on OnlineUniversityPainters.com. If keeping up the beauty of your home lawn and landscape is at the top of your to-do list, you're in good company. Hi, this is Randy with Green Velvet Sod Farms, and we are the spring season's biggest fan because, for us, it means all things outside your window will be waking up and showing off their natural green beauty, including your lawn. Since 1959, Green Velvet has been your trusted local supplier of Ohio's most beautiful Kentucky bluegrass and turf-type tall fescue sod. You can count on us to provide you with products to keep your landscape healthy and thriving with our top-quality grass seeds, fertilizers, weed control products, and much more. But quality products are just the tip of the grass blade here at Green Velvet. We've built our business on relationships with people who trust the knowledge and advice of our team of turf professionals. Visit one of our four Dayton or Columbus locations or online at greenvelvet.com for solutions to your specific lawn care needs. It's easy to be green with Green Velvet. Your local in-the-grass experts for 59 years and growing. This is WHIO's Clark Howard. I save you money, and the gang at WHIO work hard to bring you live breaking weather, traffic, and news right here. WHIO. The Miami Valley's only radio station for 24-hour breaking news, weather and traffic. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. 457-1290 is the number of the dial. Ladies and gentlemen, please stay tuned because you've already heard some analysis that you're going to get nowhere else over the radio. We've got Todd on the line from Springfield, Ohio, and he's got a person in his life that's in the prower washing business of tree trunks. And uh, Todd, thanks for staying in there while we went through that uh, commercial uh, issue there. Okay, uh, are you with us still? I'm here. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about what the bark of a tree does. I mean, like earlier, had outlined this um, about how trees, that material that's around their trunk, is a very important thing because it protects invasions of things to go into the tree it also keeps moisture it keeps sugars it keeps carbohydrates contained in the tree and think of a tree for all intents and purposes as a um sealed system does that make sense yes okay so that sealed system that sealed system in of itself is self-contained so when we break the seal of the sealed system, if that makes sense, 
We then invite decay. We invite bacteria. We invite water that's not part of the sealed system that went through the filtration of the sealed system, meaning that when water enters a tree, it goes through its absorbing roots, okay? And in right. the case of like fog trees, they'll absorb water through their foliage at the top to go down. To I mean, the tree has a system that filters water in and out of itself. Does that make sense? Right. So when you apply pressure, with a washing machine, which is what a pressure washer is, you um, begin to deteriorate and break down um, the lignin and cellulose and hemocellulose fibers that are contained in the outer bark tissue. Does that all make sense? Yes. So what your friend <clears throat> is doing is destroying the tree's ability to seal off problems that are going to enter the tree. And the other thing that's going to happen here is that it is also going to be an invitation um, for future problems. And let me explain this in great specificity. When you start to break the outer walls of a tree, um, what you do is cause the tree to be abiotically um, damaged. And when it's abiotically damaged, then the tree is then going to have lots of decay and a higher likelihood of failure. Okay? Right. So your friend really needs to A, stop doing this. B, anybody in the sound of my voice that is has somebody knocking on the door and wanting them to spend money to pressure wash their tree. Ladies and gentlemen, you are getting A, ripped off. B, it's unethical, and C, it is destroying the very thing that you believe to be of value to your home. And I would encourage your friend to, you know, if he has interest in trees, to become a qualified professional of trees as an ISA certified arborist. Does that make sense? Right. Okay. So that I, I've said my piece. <laughs> Well, he's a nice, he's a nice enough guy. I just feel like I don't care. I don't care. Don't I, don't care. He, I don't care how nice he is, sir. No, no, no. The what point has me annoyed is that he has spoken to an official in the city of Springfield, and I don't know if it was the forestry division or National Trails, but he has gotten permission to wash trees for the city of Springfield, and I can't believe that someone. Oh, really? Yeah, that that someone in in that official position would allow someone to just go into the parks and pressure wash these trees. Well, if the city of Springfield is doing this, um, I'm going to say the city of Springfield should be called out on this. If it's true. No, seriously, they should be called out on this because it's not right. It is not right to pressure wash a tree. It is not, it is not a best practice of a borer culture. Um, if you are, if you are anyone in the sound of my voice that works for the city of Springfield, I know there's a couple people that are arborist over there that I know have talked to me that they listen to the show all the time. That's how my memory serves me on these things. I remember them telling me they listen to garden talk. So anybody in the city of Springfield's governmental bodies, ladies and gentlemen, please stop this guy from washing the trunks of your trees. And the citizens of Springfield, I hope you get irritated enough to call the city and say, I hope you're not paying somebody to wash the trunks of our trees. Because if you are, you are wasting our taxpayer dollars, period. I don't think he's getting paid for it. Oh I think God. they just allowed him to do it. That's such that's stupid. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's well, thank, you. thank you for settling that. Yeah, yeah. He needs, he needs to grow up and get, get a real job. I'm sorry, but I'm, that's crazy. That's just absolutely ludicrous and, and, and crazy for anybody to wash a tree trunk. And another thing that goes with this is you're destroying beneficial bacteria. You're destroying beneficial lichens. You're destroying probably a number of beneficial fungi and other important um, parts of the environment by pressure washing a tree. Okay? You don't pressure wash trees, period. Okay? I'll, I'll, shut, up, I'll shut my mouth. All right, Mark. Thank you. I have a good day, and I hope your friend uh, will quit their bad practices. Have a good day, sir. Let's go with Randy Tisher and in the down the in the grass.
How can you grow a better lawn? Let's go in the grass with Randy Tisher of Green Velvet Sod Farms on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Hey, Randy, I'm going to come out to your place today. I'm going to pressure wash your sod fields. Well, actually, uh, that's, that's what I've been doing all morning. I'm glad you were a little late getting to me because... I got this white stuff all over the the whole 700 acres of our sod farm, and I'm trying to get rid of it, Mark. And and it's a, it's a big job, so I can use all the help I can get. <laughs> you know, it was it was green the other day, and now it's white again, and I just don't know what to do, Mark. So I was I was actually hoping you could give me some advice. The only thing I could think of was to pressure wash it. <laughs> can you believe that? Uh, it's... Well, you know, yeah, you, you, you hear. You think you've heard everything, but uh, I, uh, I I've not heard about pressure washing pressure washing trees. I pressure wash my deck. I pressure wash uh, white fence. I pressure wash a lot of things, but I've never pressure washed a tree before. <laughs> well, you know, I've known about this guy's shenanigans for a while. I, I he he kind of bubbles up on the radar. I think one time he messaged me on Facebook or something, and I pretty much let him have it on facebook about how this was not a really good thing and then he i think he reached out to um an, uh, a, a, a pretty well-known um nursery guy that i know and 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 he told me about it and i don't know it's just it, after a while it's I, I think to myself what what is the deal here you you guys have not you just can't do this to plants they're just not designed to have this type of activity done to them so um yeah I, I thought it was humorous until the guy was the gentleman you were talking to was serious so i, I mm-hmm. you know i've seen a lot of crazy things in my life in the in the in the, in the world of uh, our landscapes but i've never seen anybody pressure wash a tree uh, only, only in america that's all they think i would say um <laughs> mr tisher it is uh, a very interesting season on many, many fronts. And, oh, I tell you what, it just seems like this, this winter just as does not want to let go, and spring just keeps trying to come forward. It's such a battle. And, 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 but at the same time, these events are probably allowing a lot of people to be sowing grassy. But I, the other side of it, ladies and gentlemen, is if you are a cheapskate and you go out and buy the cheapest grass seed that you can buy, um, I'm going to for- forewarn you that you are going to regret it the rest of your livelihood, the rest of the time that you're going to be managing your property, that cheap seed is bad seed. It's like people who pressure wash trees. It's not a good choice. <laughs> Well, my father always said cheap seed is the most expensive grass seed that you can buy. And uh, for those that are thinking about doing a spring seeding, I, I guess this is spring. Uh, I guess really we could still be thinking of dormant winter seeding, and unfortunately with the, with the temperatures we're having. But technically we're, we're beyond the time where you can just throw grass seed on the ground and walk away and, and let Mother Nature plant it for you with the freezing and thawing, although I guess that's... Maybe not true, but but uh, most of the time, by this time of the year, you have to uh, actually do a little work when you do spring seeding, and and probably the most critical thing is just exactly what you pointed out, and that is take the time to select the right seeds, the right varieties uh, for your yard, uh, select the right seeding rates. Every uh, every grass seed, whether it's turf type tall fescue, Kentucky bluegrass, or blends of of seed have a specific seeding rate, both for a, an overseeding rate and for a bare dirt seeding rate. I mean, uh, if you're going to use a, a trophy turf type tall fescue, you need to seed that on bare dirt at eight to ten pounds, eight to ten pounds per thousand square feet, or roughly 350 to 400 pounds per acre. But if you're going to use a, a good Kentucky bluegrass blend, like our premium bluegrass blend, you can. Uh, you can cut that back to maybe two pounds to three pounds per thousand square feet, or oh, maybe eighty-five pounds or so per acre, uh, just because of the size of the seed. So you got to be careful. Uh, you just don't grab a bag of grass seed and and use the same spreader setting for everything that you uh, that you do. And uh, and then you know, spring seedings in my book are the third best time of the year to seed. Fall being the first best. Uh, the best time, uh, winter dormant seeding in my book, is the second best time of the year. And early spring seedings, which is still, I guess, right now, 
is uh, is the third best time of the year to plant grass seed. But seed selection and then just getting the seed in contact with the soil. You might have to scratch that ground up a little bit and get the seed in contact with the soil. And don't forget to feed the baby with a good starter fertilizer with that middle number that doesn't exist on most fertilizer bags, and that's phosphorus. Right. To try to get the roots to establish. And, and then it's just a race between your grass seed and and the broadleaf weeds and the annual grasses as, uh, as spring unfolds. But there are some good pre-emergent uh, uh, products that you can use that will not kill the grass seed uh, and have sort of a weed-free seeding. If, you're, if you do the research, you can have a successful spring seeding. And, and Randy, I also want to tell all our listeners out there that uh, it's important to buy. I've I said this multiple times. I'll continue to say this. Uh, it is important highly important to buy high quality grass seed if you buy cheap grass seed you are going to get cheap results i don't know how else to say it yeah mark and this is a year that that's even going to be magnified the uh the availability of grass seed just on a, a nationwide front is uh is is, is really being taxed uh, there is a there's a shortage of especially turf type tall fescues uh uh in the marketplace and the good varieties are already are already gone out west where they grow these things. The the top varieties in the that do well are already gone. Now they're gone out west. They're sitting in warehouses like green velvets here in Ohio. But uh, uh, we're ready to sell to our customers. But but this is going to be an interesting year because as the season unfolds uh, here in in April and May and June and July, the availability of quality seed, seed that doesn't have problems with weeds that you can't control once you plant the grass seed uh, are going to be more and more evident. So it's a, it's a tough year to be in the grass seed business, to be honest with you. And, uh, and if you ever have a year that you need to be cognizant of that seed tag and what it says, and, and you know when you look in a bag of grass seed, Mark, it all looks the same. I can't. I can't look in a bag of grass seed and tell you if it's a good seed or not. It all. It's all back into a seed test mm-hmm. and the word trust. You got to trust the, the the source where you're buying your grass seed uh, to ensure that you're really buying the best of the best. And it's getting tougher and tougher to get the best of the best. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, Mr. Tisher, thank you so much for being part of Garden Talk, and I hope you have a good rest of your day and. Uh, Keep up the good fight with the world. Good quality grass seed, sir. Well, I'll get back to power washing my side field. So, uh, <sighs> you know, if you, if you get bored today, Mark, I got an extra power washer. Just come on over. No, thank you. No, thank you whatsoever. I got somebody who wants to argue with me about power washing No, trees. somebody wants to argue with Mark Weber. I've never heard of that. Uh, they want to argue with a board-certified master arborist. That's that's <laughs> that's fine with me because I, I, I'm I'm at my best in arguing. So Have a good morning. You know, I'll have an excellent morning of the power-free less tree. Thank you, Mr. <laughs> Tisher. Goodbye, Mark. All right, bye-bye. You've been in the grass with Randy Tisher of Green Velvet Zod Farms. Our Ask the Expert phone lines are open to answer your gardening and landscape questions. Call Mark Weber at 457-1290. It's our Ask the Expert weekend on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. 457-1290 is the number of the dial. And Javon, I'm going to take this guy that's up on line one, okay? All right. Phone lines are fired up, 457-1290. Marion from Huber Heights, good morning. Mary, yeah. good morning. Yeah, this this Marion. Yes? Marion? Yes, Marion, go ahead. I, no, I didn't want to argue. I just said I've seen, uh, I've seen moss grow on the bottom of the maple trees and other trees, and uh, I just thought maybe it, look, it would look good if you could knock that off. If you, you know, it just looks pretty it don't matter, does it? Leave it alone. <laughs> okay. You know, it's like, well, I'm going to ask you, you know, I mean, there's some things in life that are meant to be left alone, and one of which is moss growing on a tree, algae growing on a tree, bark uh, growing on the tree. God put it there for God. You know, God has reasons why they're there, and they naturally evolved over millions and millions of years. 
So yeah. I, I, please don't, please, please, please don't be taking the bark, spraying the bark of a tree or, or hitting the bark of a tree because you are going to damage the tree forever. Please well, don't just, do that. Okay? Not necessarily power worship, but it just, it just that, that moss looks kind of crappy on the bottom. No, of no, the it's beautiful. Leave it alone. Uh, God didn't want well, you to destroy it, okay? Okay. No, was you, when you my siding in my in my garage. Yeah, is this like the siding on your garage? If you don't paint it, if you don't paint it and keep a protective coat on it, it will do what? It will rot and decay. And the bark oh, on yeah, a tree I got is this aluminum on the side of my garage, and it's got green stuff going on it. Well, that's it's, different. I don't know what caused that. That's different. That's yeah. different because that's cov- the wood is covered by a protective covering again. So oh. please, sir. Don't, 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 okay. don't, 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 you know, be, be intelligent about this and don't, don't destroy what's been designed to protect. Well, I wasn't going to do that. Uh, four, five, seven, 1290. More garden talk continues after this on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. When the Miami Valley gets hit with breaking news, severe weather or traffic tie-ups, depend on us for up to the minute information. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Find new roads to savings at Dave Kale Chevrolet and Chevy Trucks. The intersection of Routes 4 and 29 in Mechanicsburg is the place you'll find dependable transportation. Great deals, no doubt, every day. For a young family member driving to and from school, for a person who spends a lot of time working on the road, or a parent who doubles as a shuttle service, you'll always find a great deal at Dave Kale Chevrolet and Chevy Trucks. Come see us and discover our big city selection of trucks, cars, vans, and SUVs. Dave Kale specializes in hard-to-find trucks. Think spring. Think comfortable driving. Dave says you'll always get a warm reception at his dealership. We urge you to take the easy country drive where you'll find no hassles, minimum time at the dealership, plus our great selection of GM-certified used vehicles. Find new roads to Dave Kale Chevrolet and Chevy Trucks, routes 4 and 29 in Mechanicsburg. Visit their website, DaveKehlChevrolet.com. Call 1-800-886-1000 to get started. For over 30 years, the place to save is Dave Kale's Chevrolet. Fox Lagos is our name. Desperate for spring? We're getting ready just as we have for the past 59 years. Our mission is to grow quality plants at affordable prices. Our seven acres of greenhouses are bursting with new fresh plants that will be ready for you in time for spring planting. Follow us on Facebook and at StocksLakers.com so you won't miss out on what's blooming for our spring sales events. Coming soon. We are only one mile west of New Lebanon on State Route 35. Stocks Finally, a new staffing solution, JP Management Group. JP means just professionals. And with JP Management Group, professionals are exactly what you'll get. JP Management delivers the brightest achievers and best performers, freeing upper management to excel at what they do best. We recruit, conduct background checks and drug tests, and we deliver professional employees that are the perfect fit for you. Boost your company's productivity and reduce heavy turnover, all while saving time and money. Hire just professionals with JP Management Group. For more details, go to jpmanagementgroup.com. Due to increased business, Craftsman Home Improvements is seeking skilled installers to join their team. As one of the top kitchen and bath design build firms in Ohio, Craftsman needs experienced full turnkey contractors for steady year-round work. Sign-on bonus available. Qualified candidates must have tools, truck, trailer, and insurance. Experience with finished carpentry, tile, plumbing, electric, and drywall is required. Current openings are in Kettering and Westchester, and plenty of work is available. Check them out online at CraftsmanHome.com. That's CraftsmanHome.com. We're here at the train heating and air conditioning testing facility to see how unstoppable their products really are. Inside this climate chamber, it's raining incredibly hard on this train AC unit. Clearly, it's hard to stop a train. Now through May 31st, bring home Unstoppable. Choose special financing for 48 months or up to a $1,000 trade-in allowance on a qualifying train system. Visit traininfo.com for complete program eligibility, dates, details, and restrictions. Subject to credit approval. Train the most reliable heating and cooling brand. Everyone's financial needs are different. Tune in Saturdays at 3 as author David Gaylor discusses the plays for your game plan for retirement on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Investment advisory services are offered through Precision Capital Management and SEC Registered Investment Advisor. 
You're invited to an open house at Brookhaven Retirement Community. Tour Brookhaven's beautiful cottages that offer numerous floor plans. The evening of fun will be Thursday, April 19th, 4 to 6, at Brookhaven's campus, One Country Lane in Brookville, Ohio. This is your chance to meet with staff, ask any questions, and learn about Brookhaven's spring special. Brookhaven provides independent living with amenities that allow for a comfortable and carefree lifestyle. Brookhaven Retirement Community. Expect to be impressed. When the Miami Valley needed us most, WHIO Radio's in Storm Center. We were there. Let's go over to Radar if we can. With live wall-to-wall coverage powered by Storm Center 7. The storm is continuing to move off to the uh, east-northeast. Depend on the Miami Valley's severe weather station. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Good morning, everybody. It is, what time of the day is it? It is 7.57. Let's check out the updated weather forecast from McCall Vritags. Dealing with lots of clouds this morning and chilly temperatures climbing out of the 20s, eventually only reaching a high near 40 degrees later today. We'll have gradually decreasing clouds, keeping it a bit breezy, so wind chills for the afternoon sitting in the 30s. Tonight, mainly clear skies, another cold overnight as temperatures drop back down close to 20 degrees. Into your Sunday, plenty of sunshine to start another cool afternoon in the low 40s. Clouds return with a chance for rain to snow showers Sunday night. I'm meteorologist McCall Vrydags in the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. The current scan of the new live Doppler HG7 radar is clear. We're getting, uh, still have overcast skies, 26 degrees on the station that you depend on for weather, traffic, and news, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Dayton and Springfield Station for 24-hour news, weather, and traffic. And our Ask the Expert weekends, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. 457-1290 is the number to dial, and uh, we would love to hear your voices today here on Garden Talk. And remember, Garden Talk starts every Saturday morning at uh, 6 a.m. Eastern, and we run till 9. And I hope you're enjoying today's program. Let's go talk to Brian in Springfield. Brian in Springfield, good morning. Hey, good morning. How are you doing today? I'm okay, Brian. Hey, I, uh, I'm calling in today because uh, I actually reached out to you, I would say, um, you know, a year and a half ago about the same subject of cleaning the exterior of trees. You don't clean a tree, sir. And, um, oh, okay, well... First of all, are you are you cleaning? I have a question. Are you cleaning trees with a pressure washer? Yes. You are doing a really disservice to your clients as well as to the community, and you have no scientific validity to what you're doing, sir. You are damaging property. How much do you want to bet? I've got 800 examples, sir. You are you are violating every biological code. Every scientific treatise that I've described. And, sir, you should be reported to the Better Business Bureau. What's the name of your company? I would like to report no, you. Doing oh, I'm yeah, sorry. yeah. Give me the name of your company, sir. I'd love to re- report you to the Better Business Bureau for wrongful business practices. Yeah, I'm not Come on, no, no. If, you, if you're brave enough, if you think what you're doing is right, sir, give yeah. me the name of your business. I'll be more than happy to bring it to the t- attention to the officials how Pretty, you're ripping people you off. you ripping Pretty people long. off. Goodbye. 457-1290. Do not let this guy, you heard his voice, ladies and gentlemen, do not let him pressure wash your trees. He is doing bad things to your trees. Thank you. More Garden Talk continues after this on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO.